All right, listen up, spuds. This is Zap Brannigan, eh? master of time, space, and everything else in between. And, uh, oh, yeah, winner of this year's Modesty Award. Yeah. You're listening to You Suck. What's the difference with Al and Tom? You're one stop for this sort of thing. Yeah. guys how's it going welcome to you sucks what's the difference podcast with me alex whiteley me george lugo and we do have a special guest alan rodriguez joining us today thank you so much thank uh, for you guys us, for having me. it's my pleasure uh, and as you heard from the intro uh, billy west there thank you for doing that billy uh we'll introduce tom bruno tom isn't here today of course he's in south carolina sunning it up on the beach um so Ooh. we got for all the way from the Speakeasy, gentlemen, and all the way from LA, we've got George Lugo filling in for him today. How have you been, George? Been good? Oh, been doing well, man. Been doing well. It's been nice out here. Been yeah. Nice. It's yeah. Uh, been crazy sunny here in the UK as well. Um, and listen, guys, uh, for the guys that are watching me on YouTube at the moment, uh, not at the moment, but, you know, uh, when it goes out, this teardrop tattoo isn't real. I don't normally have lucky, uh, weirdly <laughs> spelt on my hand. Uh, and, and peace on my arms spelt wrong. I went, I, I, I went, I went hell for Levitt. I've just literally, I've come back from prison. Uh, I'm an actor and I, I've got a new role. Uh, I'm not, not, not the, I love it. I love it. It's my, my, my new role is to be a bit of a dick, which comes to me naturally. Um, so. Um, so, Alan, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you to for having us. me, guys. I appreciate it. No, like we love speaking to people all about culture and arts. Okay, mm-hmm. um, and when it comes to movies, we like to make the, the people that physically make people make movies, people behind the cameras, the actors, people that have moved around, people that start the career, the end of the career. We spoke to um, Jimena Rodriguez, uh, a Colombian actress, a few weeks ago, who's been doing this for years, has been to Cannes, award-winning, but still can't quite make it. And it was, it was just like, I was just like, how? How do you go to Cannes and win these amazing awards and not make it? Do we want to speak to you guys about your careers? I well, think it's great. Um, I think Cannes, uh, in my opinion, I would say that she made it. I mean, you know, what's it that you, yeah, my objective is I, I'm living my dream. So as far as I'm concerned, if I did this, you know, uh, one, you know, independent film, I've made it. Like, you know, I've always felt that once you're doing what it is that you want to be doing and you love, you made it. You know, you're, you're making it. Now, if you equate, you know, your success to money or, you know, uh, astronomical fame, well, then, and, and that's your, you know, you've made it moment, then, yeah. But it's all subjective, I think. I mean, like, George, you're, you're, you're in L.A., yeah. Um, you must see this all the time. People that move to to LA and they're kind of like, ah, oh, I'm going to move to California. I'm going to make it big, and then they they don't appear to do anything. I mean, how's that? How's that? Do you see that a lot? Not really. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm 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 more in South County. I'm not really in LA, but I do go to LA a little frequently. But I mean, I don't know exactly what the lifestyle is there. But from what I hear, because I listen to a lot of podcasts that take place in LA. But that's very common that people go there with, you know, they go there, but it is the, the field is so cutthroat that it's hard. Mm. to get in. And then it's also like who, you know, you know, and then also like now, especially with like social media, podcasts, all that stuff like that, putting yourself out there to be found. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. very. 
I think a lot of people forget about that aspect. I'm sorry, uh, Alex. I think a lot of people forget about that aspect of the business. You know, that's an yeah. operative word there, business. It's a business. So you could be the most talented person in the world, but if you're not running the business aspect of it, you know, you're sort of stunting your your career. Mm, I absolutely. Think. Yeah, you got to market yourself well. Right, right. <laughs> so, so you got to get on shows like you suck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Deep down, Good I home. mean, like, uh, the, the, uh, we, we called this thing You Suck. We loved it. And then Ori, who is amazing. She's oh, thank you. I really do appreciate that because <laughs> Ori, who's works our social media, she was like, she did like this thing where she sent it out to a lot of people. Like, what do you think of this? What do you think of the branding? What did you think of this podcast? And some, a lot of Americans were kind of like, yeah, we don't like being told we suck. And I was kind of like, that's British. That's British humor because it's great. Mm, I love it. Yeah. Good, such a good <laughs> that's it the is. best part about it. It's a great play on, on that word. And it's like not even really a word. It's just US, UK put together and it spells you suck. It's amazing. Yeah, I think that's awesome. That was awesome. Um, Alan, where, where, does, where does life begin for you then? Where, what was uh, young Alan like? Mm, uh, I was a nut. <laughs> I was, I was, oh man, I was all over the place. You know, I had, I had a very um, turbulent um, youth, uh, youth, you know, childhood. Uh, you know, not your typical childhood, and so I had a lot of anger and, you know, I guess bitterness in me. I looked at life from a different, you know, perspective, um, the wrong perspective, I would say, to younger people today. It was, it was, it was. Uh, you know, when, you know, when you're young and you just, you know, things don't work out your way, you're sort of angry and, and yeah. what happened. So it wasn't an easy path to find my way to clarity. It, you know, if, you know, if you'd allow me to not, use that, that word. Not everybody's born with the tools to be able to deal with the problems in life when they're young, are they? And I was exactly the same. You know, That's when exactly I right. Well, I am a complete different person. I mean, I've been on George's show where he interviews people about their life stories, and mm-hmm. the way I the way I explained me and how I how I progressed was kind of like I am nowhere near the same person I was when I was when I was like I don't know sixteen. Isn't that insane? Uh, yes. <laughs> it's like you want to look back at yourself and sort of smack yourself in the head, like what the hell are you thinking about? Yeah, yeah. those we all have those moments where we reflect right. on what we did in the past. Right. Um, but I've always had this thing in my head to want to, wanna, you know, entertain and, and and act, you know, for the most part, uh, since I was about eight years old. So, you know, okay. no matter what job or career I was working or whatever, I uh, I just always resorted back in my mind to, wow, I, you know, I, I want to be doing this. You know, this is where I want to go. And so, you know, thankfully, you know, the birth of my daughter sort of inspired me to say, you know what? Dude, you can't tell your daughter she can be whatever she wants to be, and you know, pursue your dreams if you're not doing it. It's hypocritical. It's it's you know, sink or swim. You have to try it. So I did, and, and fortunately, it was, you know, it was, it was a good thing. What were your parents like when you, or you know, growing up when you were like, I want to be an actor, I want to be entertained? Because I mean, I've spoken to a lot of um, artists and, and uh, you know, people that make art, create art entertain with art you know and there's a there's this common thing where parents are kind of like no you're not you're going to be a doctor don't be a dick you're not going to art yeah, college yeah. You know? <laughs> i face the same thing yeah my parents wanted me to be a i became a police officer because of them you know when i was young um 
I think I took the police exam, a New York City police officer, transit police officer. Uh, when I was 18 years old, went into the police academy. I think I was 20. By the time I graduated, I was old enough to carry a gun. So 21. And so that's what they wanted. You know, there was this perceived, you know, security in being, you yeah. know, a city employee, uh, police officer, EMT, you know, those type of things. And, you know, being raised where I was raised, you know, there weren't many opportunities, you know, for, for young Latino or non-white folks. And so it was like, okay, well, you have this opportunity, go for it, you know, take that and, and run with it. And I just had a different, I had a different perspective, you know, in my mind, to me, it didn't make any sense. You're a police officer. How's their security there? It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's an oxymoron going on there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I did. I, I did read this about you about about you being a uh, transit police. Obviously, I've done my research. You know, get off my back. <laughs> I did my job properly. Right? <laughs> All right. So I, I did read about you. And uh, <laughs> transit police. New mm. York is a sentence that doesn't make no sense to me at all. Because I just imagine saying, hey, mm. fuck you. No, fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. No, fuck. I mean, is it like that? It's a typical day. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, mean, I grew up in the Bronx. I worked as a police officer in the Bronx, in the transit uh, police system in the Bronx. The transit system in New York is a city in itself. You know, so it's like you're, you know, you're going from the actual streets into a more contained crazy environment at times uh, where, you know, the shadier folks in life sort of hide and hang out and, and whatever, you know? And so you see things that you just, you know, it just never ceases to amaze me. Some of the things that people, humans do uh, when they, when, when they think they're not watching or people are not watching. It's disgusting. Some of the some of those things were disgusting. I hate to, you know, I don't want to put New York City down, but people yeah. are amazing. That's right. <laughs> yeah. it people are it's amazing. Happen- it, it's happening more and more. I don't think it's happening more and more. I feel like we're seeing it more and more because of social media. You yeah. know, especially during lockdown, there are some yeah. awful, so many dickheads that came yeah. out of the woodwork <laughs> and COVID. You know, yeah. the people are filling up their trucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, with toilet paper recently, the the the, uh, the gas sort shortage in America, people are literally filling up flatbed lorries with with, with petrol. Like what? Yeah. It's uh, it's something else. I never thought I'd live through something like you know what, what we're living through. Uh, mm. And I think social media and the internet and you know video cameras have you know made this world so much smaller. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just amazing. I you know. There was a time when New York City was the, you know, prime. Everyone's attention was on New York, and then the world would follow suit. Now it's just like everywhere is New York. <laughs> it's yeah. insane. Yeah, it's it's insane. But yeah, people yeah. are people are, people are nuts, man. Um, when I was a cop, there was no, you know, there were no video cameras and social media and things like that. So a lot of things that happened, you didn't see it, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I've caught people, which is disgusting, but I've, I've caught people literally masturbating in front of other people. You know, I hate to say that, forgive me, but it is just insane. It is yeah. insane. 
Yeah, yeah. The, the stuff I imagine most police officers see, even here in Shropshire. And it's, it's like the equivalent of the Shire. Literally, there's trees and grass and green everywhere where I live. And there's still some crazy, batshit crazy stuff that goes on here. It's just nuts. It's, it's humanity. That's just humanity, for sure. Yeah, it's humanity. Mm-hmm. Want to see hide? my dick? Nobody wants to see your dick. Put it away. Like, you know, it's crazy. <laughs> I, I don't know. One guy had his hands. He, he was wearing a, a uh, trench coat, a trench coat with, uh, That's I, guess, I, I guess, well, <laughs> yeah, right. But he had a um, one of his pockets, the, the inside of the pocket was cut out. And so he had the jacket closed. But I saw his elbow moving. He was sitting down. There was a lady across from him, and his elbow was moving. I just found that odd. And I'm saying to myself, I think I need to pull him off the train. And so I did. I pulled him off the train, and he's holding his jacket closed with both his, both his hands like this. So you know what I said? I said, uh, can you take your hands out of your pocket? So he takes one hand out. That's not what I asked you. I said, hands. Take your hands out of your pockets. And when he took it out, you know, you can. <laughs> put it back in put it back in put it back in <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and you know you don't want to touch these people you don't want to you know you arrest them you have to t- put your hands on them and I mean I just didn't that was in the situation I wanted to deal with so I just told him get the hell out now, get out yeah. So how, how long ago, I don't want to try and age you on a podcast. That's very, how long ago, <laughs> yeah, like, how, how, what kind of years were we talking that you were doing this? Is this post 9-11, before, before 9-11? Oh, it's before. Uh, I graduated from Police Academy in 1992. So it was anywhere between 1992 and 1995. Okay. Okay. Somewhere around there. It was early, you know, early, mid-90s. Uh, uh, what, what, uh, what, was, what was the turning point where you said, like, I'm just going to, I'm going to change careers? Um, I, I'd always thought about it and just sort of, you know, you know, when you're you're passionate about something and it's back there and it's just bald, you know, it's like something nagging you in the back. And so I gave it attention about uh, when my daughter was born. That was, I guess, my turning point to. Uh, so I want to say maybe 2000, 2001 um, is where I said, you know what, I need to pursue. I need to pursue this or I'm never going to. You, know, you don't want to live in regret. You know what I mean? Like, what if? You know, what What if? And so I, I said, you know what? I'm going to give myself a full year. Uh, during that year, I remember not shaving at all for a year until I landed something professional. One thing, which was a music video I did with a rapper, Fabulous. I don't know if you guys know who yeah. Fabulous the rapper is. He had a, had a music video called You Be Killing Them. And uh, they heard me to play the lead agent on that. And so... I spent 18 hours on set, you know, excuse me, sorry. I spent 18 hours on set and, uh, you know, I got paid a little less than, I guess, $200. And, but I knew that I could, you know, if I could stay on set practically for free for 18 hours doing this, this is what I want. I was in heaven. I was in heaven where there were actors dropping off and saying, you know what? I want to go home. I'm done. Blah, 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 blah. I was there. I was, I was, I was there. So shortly after that, I landed my first agent, my first guest star role, and things just sort of went in that direction. It was almost like a higher being was saying, you went the right direction. So, you know, there you go. Amazing. It's a leap. You know, yeah, it's a leap of faith and, and just, you know, belief in yourself. 
it's a it's a case of um, you know how they say oh just release it for free and if people like it they'll 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 get they'll right. come back right right that's essentially what right. you're doing with your career even though you're getting paid peanuts if people right. like what they see they're going to come back to you right right yeah uh there's nothing like actually getting paid a professional salary for doing something that you love that's where you're like oh back to our original you know conversation about uh, success you know for me i remember i think i remember telling my brother uh, or someone in my family if i die tomorrow i'd be perfectly happy you know yeah. after my first professional paycheck and i was like you know what this is amazing I, i'm in heaven and i'm done <laughs> i'm done i'm done living <laughs> that would be so. uh, that would be radio for me I've just started uh, dipping my toe into a bit of radio. I've been doing it for nine weeks now. It's only a small radio station, but like oh, if I could get if I could get paid, so like, hey guys, welcome to the radio and play music for people. <laughs> that for me would hey, be man. the shit. What about you, George? Uh, me, to be honest, it really would be this. <laughs> this is the really? deal. every time I boot yeah. this up, I get so, so excited, how- and so happy doing this. This is. How old are you, George? If you don't mind me asking, I don't mean to put you out. There. Oh, it's fine. I'm uh, I'm 37. Okay. Okay. So okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I worked for a radio station back in. Uh, oof, I think I was 16. Uh, 98.7 Kiss. Oh, I remember. Yeah. In New York City, I remember that's. I, yeah, I worked there as a request line operator. Back oh, then, wow. they used to have you know you call in the station and ask you know can you play this song blah blah. Yeah, years ago, that was, kiss that was you. That's cool. Did, you have, did they ever ask for songs and you'd be like, no, boom. At 16, I was more interested in you know, finding the chicks that I could find. Yeah. The job that I had. See, you know, see, see if I can parlay this into. I'm going to put you right at the top. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was an awesome, it was an awesome experience. Though. In exchange so. for your number, darling, I uh, will get. I'll play you whatever the fuck you like. Yeah, okay, let's do this. <laughs> it worked. It worked. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> it I'm gonna, so this is a career tip from Alan Rodriguez. Get all the fit chicks to give you a number. <laughs> uh-huh. um, so you you started doing. You did this music video, um, and mm-hmm. how how quickly after you did this music video did the ro- phone start ringing for you, or did you have to do a, f- a few more little things? I, um, no, I believe it was, I mean, really shortly after I, I landed an agent, uh, who was actually not an agent for actors. She was a modeling agent. Uh, she, she'd asked me, she said to me, I don't do actors, but I'd like for you to come in and audition for me. And so I did. And she, I guess she really liked me because she was so serious. I remember her being so serious when I came in and okay, let's go, let's see what you got, whatever. Um, but during my audition, I noticed, and this is rare because I'm usually caught up in what I'm doing, but I noticed her push away from her desk and finally just put her eyes on me and she just literally went, I want to work with you. And she was the agent that I was able to get uh, law and order with. And so it sort of, you know, Amazing. You know, law yeah. and order as well. Law and order. Guess our law and order. I went from boom to boom. Bad card, and I I was like, "Is this real? Is this? You know, where am I? Is this the Twilight Zone?" 
Um, auditioning isn't the easiest thing, though, is it? I mean, like um, when we spoke no. to Jimena, I don't want to compare you to Jimena. I don't, that's very rude. But like when I spoke to her, she's a be- beautiful uh, young lady. Uh, she's older than me. She's my, she's my wife's cousin, which is why I got how am I she got on the show? She's a soap actress. Um, but she was saying okay. she was saying um, that the audition process can be fucking brutal. It times. is. It is not easy at all, um, especially if you're a perfectionist. I'm somewhat of a, a perfectionist, so. It, it, you know, I, I, it took a long time for me to learn how to just sort of do the audition and throw away your script and just move on to the next one. And literally, and sometimes to this day, I, I, I'll kick myself in the ass, you know, why did you do that? Or why did you make that choice? Or why didn't you do this? Or, and you can really just drive yourself insane. Um, and you never really get feedback from, from the people watching your audition, you don't, you know, normally you do a job at a job, you know, you, you work a job, you do a certain job a certain way and your boss will tell you, you know, that's pretty good. You know, you, okay. You know, we can use that or whatever. And what we do, there is no feedback or you're very, very lucky to hear something. It's just, you put in the work and you throw it to the gods or the universe or whatever you believe in. And, Hope for the best, you know. And I've had, I have hundreds, if not thousands, of those <laughs> auditions. Yeah. Yeah. But I imagine know. that's, I imagine that's not good for the psyche at first, right? At first, no. I think that's the weeding process of this business. It's let's see if you can get, if you can get through this, eh, it's, it's not easy. It is really a difficult thing. I, I, I said on another podcast, I, I forgot who it was, that you have to be somewhat. Yeah, it's a combination of passion, true passion, and insanity. Uh, who would put themselves to that? You know, you have to be somewhat insane and 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 love what you're doing. And I truly love the art and craft of of acting. It's uh, to me, it's. Yeah. it's, it's yeah. I mean, so I've been I've been incredibly lucky with a lot of things that I've kind of put myself towards. I've never had that kind of. Yeah, I'm sorry. You're too fat, mate. Or oh, you're, you're too you're too old. Or we prefer someone with hair. Like you know, I never had any of that. Um, I thought you had hair. You never had hair. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I, I I think I'd just die inside if someone was like, "No, sorry, um, we, don't, we don't like we, we don't like our men to come with titties." I'm sorry. I'm sorry, buddy. You know? <laughs> it's not. Uh, I, you know what? People think it's about the way they look. I mean, it might be about the way you look for a particular role. Um. But, you know, all you have to do is turn on your television and see that, you know, there are all kinds of people, you know, who are successful actors who, you know, probably haven't worked out in a day, you know, have no hair or, you know, whatever. You know, once you get those things out of your brain and just, I mean, they've changed character descriptions based on your performance as an actor, you know? So they're looking for someone that's 50 years old and you're 30, but you happen to play this role better or, you know, whatever they imagined in their head would be, you know, the person playing this role, uh, you actually did better with that role. And so they'll offer you that role and your look really has nothing to do with it, what you brought to that role, what you brought to that Mm. character. And so, you know, it takes a lot of thoughtfulness and, and work, it's work. It really is, yeah. It's not a. And you've 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 now you've been involved with some pretty 
big franchises. I mean, looking on your IMDb, there's Orange is the New Black. Obviously, there's uh, Jessica Jones, yeah. Law and Order. What's it like walking into a set of that magnitude for you? Uh, at, the, at the beginning, honestly, at the beginning, I was, like a, you know, a kid, you know, sort of a shock. I mean, if, for, I'll give you an example. Law and Order, you, you know, you only see these folks on television at any point in your life, unless you're lucky to meet them in the street, that's a rarity. You see them on television. So that to have, uh, say, Christopher Malone, you know, yelling at you on set here, <laughs> um, you know, your character, is something surreal about that. It's like, am I actually here? Is this actually happening? <laughs> you know, how do you put that in your brain? Yeah? Um, yeah. But I, I would say that the first few times uh, it was, you know, it was, it was, wow, yeah, mm, shocking. I but imagine. then after a while, it, it becomes work. And you just, the more you do it, the more you understand that you're just as viable as those characters that are, you know, or those mm. actors. You, you're just as important for the piece as they are. And so you, you learn to sort of you know, put it in your head and, and do the job. I- um, I I actually lied, by the way. I just remembered a time that I did I did send something away that was a brutally, um, uh, uh, what do you call it? Critiqued. Uh, I, <laughs> I entered. Um, I entered a, a a it was a one a twenty four hour film challenge. Uh, oh, thing. Yeah. the twenty four. Remember hours. that? Did you remember yeah. what I did? I don't oh remember the whole thing, but I remember what you put up. It was a, it was a little brutal. <laughs> <laughs> so i have never made anything like this in my life right never ever and we what made it with uh it was um oh shit what was it called the loop it was called <laughs> it was called the loop the whole idea yeah. was it was in lockdown and people couldn't leave the houses to make it right and it was open to professionals people that just started you can use high high spec cameras or you can use a phone i use a oh. phone because i don't do this shit um and so i made this <laughs> stuff and i made it it was quite I think it was. It was it, we, I I did bits with Tom Bruno, who's in Vermont, and Lucy Orchard, my friend, who's down south in the UK, and we recorded bits that they did, and I put it all in with the film, and it was a bit like Groundhog Day, you know. That's what that's what ah, lockdown was okay. like for people. Same day every single day, right, right. And I sent it to them, and they were like, "Yeah, yeah, this is it's not great. Um, the the transitions between scenes aren't good, and we just didn't find it enjoyable." Okay. That's, actually, that's what they said. I'm pretty like, sure I've heard that. Oh, fuck you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> have you ever thought of um, getting into a bit of acting, George? Have you done anything like that in the past? Uh, I've never done any acting, and uh, I'm not very good at it. My buddy, he makes like a lot of fun, like videos for fun, like on the side. So I've been, I've done that, and I'm like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not cut out for this. I'm not good. Yeah, everything's not for everybody. You know, I'm not a musician, but I love to fiddle the guitar. You know, yeah, not for me. Sorry, it's um, yeah, it is what it is. We're talking like we're talking about like acting and like uh and like set and stuff. What is your favorite thing uh, about being on set? Uh it used to be crafties, crafties where where the food was. (laughs) <laughs> whatever the food was there was always just before covid there was always just this big cart of food that they'd leave there for the actors or you know crew to sort of go and belong and things like that that was it but that went away because of covid sorry um i just the whole experience man there's not one particular thing that you know 
it's just the whole experience. I just love the whole, from the day I get the script to audition, if I land that particular role, the, the entire process all the way through, just, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, maybe I'm weird. It's just, I love the process, the work it takes to, to develop the character, you know, listening to the directors, you know, telling me, okay, that, that's a good choice. You know, leave it there. We want that, whatever, keep doing what you're doing. And, and, and the interaction with the actors between sets and, and things like that between okay. takes. Okay. So, it's just a whole how, do you, uh, how do you prepare yourself for a role? It depends on the role. Um, it is a good question. It depends on the role. I try to, you know, every actor I think has their own process for how they do things. Um, uh, so, for example, if I have an audition, um, I don't always jump right into it only because I feel like I have to, I have to be in the right frame of mind to, you, your, your brain, sometimes you just don't want to do anything or you, you're, you're not prepared to start memorizing lines or, or work. So I wait. I don't know. I just wait for a moment that is sort of, okay, I'm prepared. I'm ready to, to start. Because you get lost in, in what you're doing. You, you know, hopefully you're getting lost in what you're doing and, and be in creating this, this world and this person and their experiences and backstories. And that's where, you know, that's where you, that's where your work comes in. And that's what you have to bring out of yourself and into the world. And hopefully people like what, you know, what you put together, what you've interpreted uh, is happening in this character's life. I am, um, I like, we're building a character and, and, and putting, you know, the building blocks into creating what this character is going to look and sound and walk and all this sort of stuff. This is something I have to, have had to do today as a, as an immersive actor. So awesome. like I, I, what I do, so I, I was originally playing a gym nut that's gone fat. So I'm angry and I'm like, Oh, what to get fit again? But this new uh, one, this new role I'm doing is um, so it's a prison break. It's like a, an escape room, but in a real prison that's been closed, right? That's awesome. So they're, they're trying to collect the clues, collect the bits to, that they need to, to escape. And my job is to just sabotage them, like literally just yeah. ruin everything they're trying to do. So they, they've yeah. got like little baggy, baggies of drugs and everything. And I walk up and I'm like, yo, 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 you got any, uh, got any, got any, got any draw? Like, you know? And they'll give me something. I'll be like, thanks and just walk off and they've just lost it they're like what the fuck where's my you just take what you know things like that right and all day this is the first time i played it and all day i'm walking out how am i going to do this how am i going to talk what I'm gonna... there was there's a couple of things i was going to go scouts you know what scouts is right from liverpool you know yeah they, they talk like this you know uh i'm just gonna no. borrow a bit I'm of money off you from liverpool uh, okay. i was gonna play that uh, I can't keep up the accent. And then I was thinking of Motherfucker Jones uh, from... Ah, um, yes. <laughs> look over some glasses. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yo, yo, yo. What about this? Did you do it already? Did you, did, I've done it. I've done it today, You've already yeah. played it. So you found, yeah. you found your character. You found his... It's just I start off. I kind of skulk in the corner, watch people, and huh. um, and I and I kind of slowly become more and more of a dick as the day goes by, because <laughs> um, it's like a two hour long thing. So at first I'm kind of like, yo yo yo, if you uh, if you give me some uh, some money or something, I'll, I'll help you out. And they'll give me money, and mm. I'll be like, meet me in cell thirteen in uh, in ten minutes, and I just won't turn up. Like so, <laughs> so I've, st- I've effectively just stolen their money off them, you know, silly uh, things like that, okay. you know. But, um, a, I love playing bad guys. I love those roles. I think that's an awesome role. So that's the role you prefer to play is a, a bit of a boss. Oh, yeah. yeah. 
it's an awesome, I mean, you know, you have a certain freedom and, and can delve into a negative side of yourself that you wouldn't normally, you know, portray. So but I think secretly you, people want to. That's a lot. That's why a lot of people want to play like serial killers and things like that, isn't it? Yeah. You can unleash a bit of side of you that you don't normally get to do in society. Right. Yeah. Right. And so you, you get to display it. And it's, it's kind of, you know, that's in all of us, I think. So how frequently do you get to allow the other side of yourself to sort of, you know what I mean? Mm, yeah. You, you, I'm sure you're not a dick in real life, Alex. Right, George? No, he's good. Man. He's he's the best person I know. <laughs> when Wednesday Night Live, Wednesday Night Live, we were we were doing this thing, and I was uh, I was a guy from New York. Yeah, I was like, hey, yo, fuck, you know what? I'm from New York. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. And I, can't remember, um, I think it was David. David started talking, and I was like, yo, shut the fuck up. I'm talking here. And I was like, I'm, I'm re-, and then I was like, I'm really sorry, David. I'm really sorry. I can't be into you. I can't. Be, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny it's sad that on your side of the country you see us like that that's uh, it's weird isn't it, it's it's <laughs> i'm sorry new york okay i'm sorry i'm just messing with you alex <laughs> I mean, we've spoken to so we've spoken to a few people on the on the East Coast, a, a lot of people from New York, and I, I haven't met one dick yet. So I've, I don't know what I'm doing that. Yeah, I agree. I feel like that's like an old, like a like a very old thing. Like New York has always been like rough and gritty, and like, hey, I'm fucking you, dick. Like, I feel yeah. like that's a very very old stereotype. Yeah, it is a stereotype. No, there's some beautiful people here. There's some dicks here. I mean, like everywhere else, you know. Yeah, that's everywhere. Everywhere. So um, it's uh, it's the same in the UK. I mean, like the the, the reason I was going to go for a Scouse or a Liverpudlian accent is because you know they've always been a little bit dodgy. Like you know, you bother me twenty quid and I'll sort you out, mate. Don't worry, I'll definitely bring you what you need. Just give me the money and I'll come and bring it to you. I was going to do that and I thought that's not really fair in Liverpool. Uh, like you know, <laughs> Liverpool, Liverpool is one of the greatest cities in the world. It's amazing and the people are great too. Um, where where I do you go to? Sorry, go on. No, I was just going to say, I love that accent. That's I really good. wish I could talk that. Yeah, it's the Beatles, man. The Beatles are from Liverpool. They all have, yeah. you know, different variations yeah. of Scouse accent. Um, where do you go yeah. to? Where do you go to when you want to become a bastard, want to become a bad guy? Who who oh. influences you? Where do you get your influences from? I look within myself. You know, like I said, we all have this... Uh, this, this, you know, I mean, if you're honest with yourself, we're all sort of creepy. We're all sort of good. We're all sort of, you know, bad. You know, we have evil. We have, so it's in you. You know, you just, you have to be brave enough to, to look at it and pull it out. And, and that's where your characters come from, from within you. Become a bit unhinged. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Uh, it is. That's where also where your life's experiences come from, and 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 and, and listening, you know, to, to people's experiences and and just humanity. Yeah, I mean, to be to, to to act like another character, someone else you've seen in a movie. That's fine if you're doing one quick scene that you'll never see again or something like that. But if you're doing, it's hard to sustain that over a long period of time. If you're in a in a series, for example, and you have yeah. to play. A particular character well you can't you can't sort of reach to that character that you've 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 taken from somewhere else 
and play that consistently over a period of time. You have to find that within yourself. That you can play over an extended period of time. And so, and, and, you know, this is, and I'm strictly for the audience and talking from my training and experience. Yeah. yeah. So when you're, when you do this on set, um, do you break character and then you go back to being Alan, like when they call cut or do you try to stay in character to keep that character alive? It depends on what you're doing, what character you're playing, how many scenes you have. I mean, you know, so that's a good question. Um, I think once you're hired, once I'm hired, especially when I'm on set, it is vitally important for me to keep in touch with my character, even between takes. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, I'm, you know, if I'm playing an asshole and someone on set, someone from the crew or the cast wants to talk to me about something briefly, I'm not going to respond to them. And many actors may do this. But I particularly am not going to respond to them in the way that my character may respond to them or be a dick to them. Uh, Alan, you know, per se, I don't know if my family would agree with this, but Alan per se is not a dick. I'm not going to respond to someone in a dicky way. Like, yeah, no, get that shit out of here or whatever. Um, I'm going to respond to them because they're human beings in a human human way, politely, if I can. That's That's a Christian Bale move, isn't it? He's, he stays in Christian Bale when it very famously he's, he's a method actor, isn't he? He's a method actor, yeah. Yeah, and, and it's fine if you're working a movie and you it is important to kind of understand it. Um, but uh, you know, working a television show where you're doing a guest star role or a recurring role, you know, you don't. And most people on set, by the way, I should give them enough credit to understand that they understand actors and what they may be going through. Um, but for the most part, you know, you know, they're not going to expect you to be like, Oh, well, please get me this or whatever, depending on your character. You know, they, they'll understand people. You have to give them some credit. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not like that. I don't. It's a, it's a fascinating thing for people to understand, isn't it? You know, yeah. some of the quietest people can walk onto a set and be like, um, yeah. Okay. So, where do you want me? Okay. Thank you very much. I really appreciate that. Yeah. Oh, good. Oh, it's nice to see you, Sharon. Yeah, I haven't seen you in a couple of weeks, and they'll be like, "Yo, what the fuck, dig?" You know, suddenly switch <laughs> to a different character, or, or start crying, or like try. You know, these things that classically trained actors can just do. I think it's alien to a lot of people. I, don't know. I think it's brilliant. it is. And that's it, why it, it's art. Yeah, that's because. But yeah, exactly. You see, you understand that. Um, yeah. Where some people. Just won't. And if someone like Christian Bale behaves like that uh, to someone who doesn't understand the artist or the art itself, uh, will get offended and you know butthurt, for lack of a better word. Uh, mm. Where you can't, you know, you, you can't. And so, I mean, if you don't understand that, then you best stay away. Uh, mm-hmm. But most people on set, the crew included, uh, are going to understand. You know, so anything that's going on there, you really don't take personally. It's yeah. work, yeah, you know, it's your job. So, uh, so direction is like a really big part of like film, obviously. So, uh, is there a director that you have absolutely loved working with? Oh, wow. Um, 
as long as they pay me, I'm good. I'm just yeah. <laughs> no, but that's partially true. No. Um, <laughs> I, I, I gotta say, I've, I've, I mean, I've worked with one Andrew. Oh God, I forgot his name. Andrew uh, Orange is the No Black. I've worked with him on that show and another show. I forgot his last name. Andrew McCarthy. I've worked with him twice on two different shows. Um, great guy, but. Um, yeah, you know, most directors that I've worked with have been great. I, you know, I don't. I, you know, when I think of negative, if I ever think of negative moments during my career that I've worked with a bad director, I can honestly say I've never had any negative uh, experience with any act, uh, directors at all. Oh, that's, good. that's good. Have you ever had um, any negative experiences with any of the staff? Um, no. And that's Not- awesome. No, I've been fortunate. I can say honestly, no, never had any. You always hear those like Hollywood horror stories about like like, yeah, like no. rivalries and stuff that happens on set, and that's it's kind of disheartening to hear that because you're like, oh man, they don't really seem to like they'd be that kind of person, you know? Um, I mean, I'm sure, I'm pretty sure there are people like that. Yeah. Or if I have if I've had that experience, here, I know again, I don't take things personally when it, when I'm on set. Um, so if they've spoken to me in any negative way i don't remember it because it'll go in here and out that ear and i'll just focus on what i'm there to what i'm there to do i got paid to do something so it's my job to deliver it yeah well what are the what the highlights for you at the moment the 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 greatest sets the 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 things that you remember the most um i mean orange is the new black is a huge feat to have worked on i mean what an amazing show that was it was Um, awesome yeah um, are there mem- mem- memorable sets and places that you were that you just think, fuck, I've done this. I can't believe them. Well done, Alex. You know, Alan, sorry. Pat yourself on the yeah. back. I've done this shit. Like, um, I enjoy it's as bad, but I enjoyed um, when I got shot on Law and Order. That was uh, that was uh, that was probably one of my biggest highlights. One because it was my first guest star role on a major television show, uh, and I was able to. Alex, I'm pretty sure you, you know, you'd probably do the same thing. I was able to, um, I was able to highlight my talent and, and really give it, but I, that was a role that you want to give, what you know you can do. You know what I mean? Like they afforded me Alan, go ahead and do what, what we believe you can do. And it was, it was, I put that on myself to say, you know what, you need to, you need to knock this out the park and, and really nail this. And so my mind, I I don't know if I've ever been so focused and intent on doing an excellent job on on what I'm Did you, did you disappear into the role a little bit? And did the, did the the walls wobble when you come back? (laughs) No, I definitely got lost in that role. I, I, I really loved it. And again, I mean, imagine, you know, you're being asked to play a role, uh, you know, an important role on a, uh, on a Emmy award winning television show. You know, you're being brought to the plate. What can you do? I, um, so. I can relate a little bit. I don't want to keep um, comparing my career to yours, because but okay, all <laughs> I've ever done is work uh-huh. in a prison. Right. But, um, <laughs> That's okay. There were there were like twenty four people that applied for uh, uh, audition for this role as a, a psychopathic butcher, and, and that's major. Yeah, that's, that's just, oh, that's I, major. I, I, 
I was like, I fucking need this role. This is this is me. This is what I can do because I can go from naught to sixty in three seconds flat, half a second. I can do that. Mm-hmm. And um, they, they, there was three, there were four people sat at their table, and they're like, okay, so your wife's just thrown out a load of meat um, that was that you think was good, but she said it was bad, and now you're angry. So I, I literally went in there, and I was like, I can't believe that fucking bitch has thrown out all that meat. Now I'm gonna have to go out there hunting and finding out fresh meat. I was like, the veins are pumping out my neck. I was like, when I see her, I'm gonna smile. I was going absolutely nuts, right? And I could, I literally came out of my body, and I could see myself doing it. I, could, I was watching myself, and I came out of it. I had tears in my eyes, and the room just went whoop. As I came back, I was like, I am so sorry. I don't know what the fuck happened there. And they were like... They got lost in your character. That's awesome. I was like, was like they were, they, they, they were scared. Awesome. <laughs> it was amazing. That's awesome. We're about to call that's security. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but that's awesome. That's exactly what it should be. You should not remember. I remember I, during my training, I remember one of my instructors and me. You should not remember what's going on in your audition. You should not remember your performance. Because you've been, you're so caught up and, and lost in that moment that yeah. it should feel like that space and time just sort of went right by yeah. you. Yeah. And afterwards, when you try to think about it, you're like, what? That's when you know you nailed something, you know? You did a good I lo- job. I love that experience. And I feel like I could do this as a career, but like, I'm. It's I'm, a good thing. There's an addiction yeah. to it. It's a good thing. Yeah. It is. It is. It is. I do. I, I, know, I, I can see it in your today. face. <laughs> so today was just i just love the the look on people's face when i've literally just fucked them over and they're like i literally <laughs> so I, I have a bag full of like the bags of flour but they look like coke and i'll literally <laughs> have someone flick it at their feet and be like oh my god boss look just drop some drugs drugs in a prison and then get sent to seg or you know get sent to you know into a cell and i'm like hey, fuck you uh, and then just, what the fuck did you do that for i love that sort of stuff it's so good um you can uh, tell somebody with, loves it when they when they're excited when they talk about it. I'm watching. Yeah, I'm saying, he loves that. He got caught by the bug. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Does it ever get hard though? Is this is this something that you've gone for and you thought, "Fuck, I really shouldn't have gone for this," but you've done it anyway and, and did it? Oh my god, thousands! I mean, I, there's so many roles I stopped doing that and saying to myself, "I really should have gotten that role. I really should have." You know, I really put everything I had into that and just. You learn how to start just saying, you know what, do this, do the best you can and move, you know, and move on, move to the next thing. You can't sort of simmer in that because remember, you're going up against a whole lot of actors who are trying to do the same thing you're doing. And so, you know, you're not doing any favors to yourself um, dwelling on what's already, you know what I mean? You just sort of got to move forward and, and think about, you know, when you're auditioning, you're actually performing for a, an audience of one or 20, whatever it is, you're doing it, you're performing. And so that's key. That, that, that's key. I don't know if I answered your question there, did I? No, it's fine. I'm, I'm, Not really. Eh? I can't, I, I can't. <laughs> no, you no, really I didn't. Mean, <laughs> I mean, I think, I think, I think, uh, what I meant was, in a way, have you gone for a role that you've done? And you thought, uh, oh my god, this is too ambitious for me, but you knocked it out of the park anyway. That's what I mean. Like, is there, oh. is there a role? You know, what I mean, like sometimes you start doing something, you think, what have I put my, let myself in for? And you've actually done really well. 
you know, challenge yourself. Um, and don't... Uh, I mean, I've had a lot of, I think most of my roles were challenging to me, um, but I'm an actor. And so, you know, I know that whether it's two lines or, you know, 50, I'm going to put everything I have um, in each one. Uh, it took a long time for me to, to, to come to terms with the fact that I, I may be a talented actor. You know what I mean? And, and that's not out of arrogance or any, you know, self, whatever. It's you have to come to terms with what you can do. You know what I mean? And, and, and accept that so that you can get these roles and know that, okay, I can do this and with confidence and, and jump into it. Uh, if you don't, you, you, you know, you know, you have no belief in yourself and you're not, you're not ready for what you're doing, for what you're stepping into as far as acting as a career is concerned. Absolutely. Absolutely. I totally agree yeah. with you because, you know, me and George do this. We sit in front of microphones and we talk. We're good at this. We're great. But I and that's not an easy thing to do. No, it's, it's not really an easy thing to do. A I'm, lot of people cannot do that. You'd be surprised. <laughs> yeah. So, um, especially in the days where I mean, there are literally times where we, me and the wife, have had beef, like most husbands and wives do. Uh, <laughs> and I've gone yeah. to do a live thing, and I've gone, yeah, well, you know what? Life isn't easy. Ah, oh, okay, I'm such a terrible person, aren't I? Hey guys, welcome to Naughty Talk. About <laughs> point, you know, it's it's so fucking weird. How that's you awesome. There you go. You know? That's yeah. right there. Oh, that's great. <laughs> George, have you ever been witness to any of that? No. No, he's like, thank God, no, no one. But I would I would I would just be dying. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, the guys that work with me at USUC have seen me like I haven't lost my shit. I get I'm a perfectionist, a bit like you, Alan. Mm. I, I like things. I, sorry, these things in my hand are really distracting me. Um, they're, 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 <laughs> but um, so when things don't go right, and I'm kind of like, well, what? But you're telling these people are working with you. We don't get paid to do this shit. I need to really like. And Tom is my kind of. He's a guy beside behind me massaging me. Like, come on, girl. you can do this. Okay. Don't worry about it. It's fine, you know. Because okay, um, okay. we all you have high expect. Yeah. We all have high high expectations. And like I was saying, like me, me, me and George, and there's a lot of people do this behind a microphone, but I don't do marketing. I can't do social media very well. I think it's once I realize what I'm good at and what I'm bad at, then I can work out what I'm good at, you know? That's right. Yeah, strengthen your your strengths. Uh, And don't focus on your weaknesses. People adopted, but I don't know. I'm more of a focus on my strengths. Hmm. So yeah. the weaknesses are really, for one, you may not know them, or for two, you don't really know how to strengthen them. And so you're wasting time and probably weakening your other your, your strengths. I can go on mm. for days with this. So. Um, yeah. Let's talk about future, Alan. Okay, let's yes, talk about sure. let's talk about because the future is something as an actor and as a performer, you've got to strive towards, right? You're going there. And that's mm-hmm. where you're going, right? You're, you're going to make it. Um, are there any dream roles out there that you would just love to do? You know how many times I get asked this question and I say the same thing? I'm living my dream. So every role that I've played, I know it sounds you know corny or whatever, but every role that I've played has been my dream role. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. I'm living my dream. So there is no role. I mean, there are ideal roles that I probably would enjoy playing. I don't know off the top of my head, you know, what they would be. I would like to play a psychopath, but um, there are no particular dream roles that, 
you know, oh, I would like to play a doctor or whatever. It's, uh, you know, whatever the universe throws my way, I'm fortunate to have played it or play it and just I'm happy with it. If I'm if I'm on set, I am happy. I'm in heaven. God, oh, nice, man. What I yeah. love. So, nice. yeah. It's not a there's no particular dream role. And uh, and I think there's a lot of young actors listening to this now that'd be like that's you know, they'd be inspired by that because that's what a lot of young actors and young talent are going for, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, and that's that's what I try to do is try to uh, you know, I, I've also taught and coached um younger actors because they're more receptive oh. to it. Um, and I love that, you know, cause they remind me of me, you know, when I was young and in high school and taking drama classes and just so open to, you know, how do I do this? What do I do? I want to learn and learn. And, and, does yeah. it, does it, does it piss you off? I mean, <laughs> this is a really <laughs> negative way of looking at it, but like, say, <laughs> say some, say someone like Danny Dyer, right? Danny Dyer, you all know Danny Dyer, right? He's, he's the fucking guy's guy, you know, the Cockney guy. He walked onto a set, read a few lines and they're like, okay, you can have it. And now he's in, he's in football factories. He's fucking Danny Dyer, you know, and it's just because of the way he fucking talks in it on Danny Dyer. Um, and you know, there's some people that have not done drama school, not broken their asses, made the sacrifices and just walked straight into it, you know? Yeah. Um, how many of those people have long-term careers that you're aware of? I mean, Danny Dyer ended up on EastEnders over here in the UK, uh, which is like a soap. So, I mean, like, he's not, he's not killing it like uh, Samuel L. Jackson, but I mean, yeah. yeah. I, mean, right. he, I mean, if he's happy and, and that's, you know, but that the number of actors that actually live that particular life is mm. a very small percentage of actors. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That, you know, that's the way they made it in and that works for them. God bless them. You know, I wish them all the best, but from my experiences, nothing in this business uh, as far as acting and a- becoming an actor has ever been easy or, you know, simple. Yeah. yeah it's uh, a lot of work. Yeah. It's work. It's work. And I would rather work with someone that has done the work that is trained, that knows what they're doing when they get a script, get on set. And, you know, you, you can trust that they're going to do their part to make the scene work. Uh, where, sure where, do, where do I look at the camera? What do I do? Yeah, you don't want to do that yeah. shit, do you? Camera? Yeah. What's yeah. the camera? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, you, you got to know what what you're doing. You know, it's yeah. like any other job. I can't go onto a construction site and, you know, try to wing my way through. Wing you know, yeah. work. <laughs> <laughs> what does this lever do? Exactly. <laughs> 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 yeah. So, you know, it's, you got to, you're hoping to work with people that are trained and know what they're doing. Well, speaking no. speaking of training, I'd like to touch back on like you said you were taking a drama class and you did that in school. What was your inspiration for becoming an actor? Where did that spark come from? That came from I was I, you know this is gonna be odd. It's gonna sound odd because I was on a I was on a walk with my mother um, in the street and there was a book on the floor. Now my parents were very strict, so we didn't get to hang out in our neighborhood outside at all hours of the night when we were young. And I, you know, I was a wild child, so I, I would get punished a lot and things like that. And so, um, I found a book and picked it up and took it home and started reading it and could relate to what, what the, um, what the author was saying. And little did I know at the time that it was Konstantin Stanislavski's book on method acting or one of his books. And, I fell in love with it and I just, you know, I watched a lot of TV and reading that book and watching TV and 
I said, you know what? I want to go to, to you know, I want to, I want to be an actor. I want to go to school for acting. Um, and there's a little known story that my mother took me to some place claiming to make young actors and stars and they got $500 from her. Oh. Uh, yeah. They robbed her for our money. Oh. But, yeah. <laughs> rough, yeah. rough lesson learned. Um, but then I went into high school for theater. They had a, a, a legitimate high school um, program called Talent Unlimited. And in that school, my high school drama teacher um, took me under his wing uh, and coached me through. And, and really, I learned a lot. He motivated me, inspired me. Was, he actually offered me a scholarship to, to uh, Binghamton University in the Bronx, for the, I mean, in uh, upstate New York for theater. And uh, I didn't take that. Thank you. I didn't take that to become a New York City police officer because my family was looking for security. You know, they want their kids to have secure jobs, whatever that means. Yeah. And so it was, uh, you know, there was no clear path. It was, you know, it was a rough road. And, and eventually it was just a matter of me making a uh, conscious uh, commitment to what it is that was inside of me that I needed to bring up. So what's what's the uh, the overall bits of advice you give to the youngsters coming through you when you teach now? That, like, obviously, don't talk me through the whole curriculum. That'll take a whole, <laughs> yeah. that'll take a whole semester. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you sit them down and be like, "Why do you want do want to? Why do you want to do this?" You know, what do, advice do you give them? Um, I I don't I don't I don't I try to motivate them and just you know. I don't point out what they're doing wrong, but rather emphasize what they might be doing right mm. and make them feel good about their choices. Because when you're young, you don't really know. You're not really grasping everything. You're sort of thinking about your boyfriend or girlfriend that you want to go hang out with after class or, you know, your mind is all over the place when you're young. And so, you know, it was, imp it's important to, um, to inspire them, motivate them, make them have fun and inject uh, the lessons into that. You know, so uh, if it's cold reading that I'm trying to teach them, you know, I try to make it exciting for them or I'll do it first and then they'll say, well, you know what, I think I can do it better than he's doing. And so then they'll jump in and show me their best or whatever. It's just uh, it's making it interesting and fun for them, because when I was growing up, acting classes weren't always interesting and fun. It, you know, a lot of times it was very boring and. I was so into women and girls that, you know, anything could have taken my attention away. Thankfully I had the people um, that took me under their wing, you know, um, guiding me in the right direction. Yeah, yeah. And I was fortunate enough to have a family that supported my, my decisions as far as nice. yeah, pursuing That's my career. Cool. So yeah, it's, uh, it's uh, making them feel good. Making them feel good. I think is, is most important. Yeah, positive reinforcement, I right. guess. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a, it's a big world out there, but I, I imagine there may have been actors that were training the same time as you do, maybe have come up with you. Is there a community of you guys that have all come up together, um, friends you've made into the, in this industry? I'd Actually, I was going to mention it while I was talking to you about this just now. I went to high school for, for theater in um, Julie Richmond High School in New York City on 67th Street. Um, and the program that they had was called the Talent Unlimited program, which I don't know if you guys are familiar with um, uh, Most Deaf, the rapper. He's a rapper yeah. in the United States. Course, yeah. Well, his real name is Dante Smith. So him and I went had the same mentor 
uh, Isan Abdul Rahim, also Isan Bracy. May he rest in peace. He's passed away. But we both were trained by the same. We sat in class together. We, you know, we we went through the same program, and so wow, uh, yeah. So it's pretty cool. That is awesome. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. yeah. You know, most uh, deaf before he was most deaf. Yeah, Dante. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what you mean by Are you that annoying friend? And you like, hey Dante, he's like, no, it's most deaf. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think you know what? I think he pursued his rapping career, I believe, after uh, oh. high school. So I, I didn't know him as most, most deaf at that time. Mm. Uh, yeah. what, 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 what an amazing legacy of, of where you guys trained, though. You know. Yeah. You, you guys do what you do. He's, uh, it was an amazing, uh, you know, it's funny is that in New York city, there's a prominent, there was, I don't know if it still exists. There was a prominent school called for the arts called a LaGuardia high school, uh, LaGuardia high school. It was for the performing arts. It was a known school for the performing arts. And so I'd auditioned to go there. That was my intent after junior high school was to go to, you know, LaGuardia high school because uh, that's where you wanted to be if you wanted to be an actor or whatever. Yeah. And I flunked out of that audition so bad it was horrible. So I wound up going to Julia Richmond High School, which is, you know, where I got probably the best training for acting. So I just, I always find that ironic. And I think about it and I'm like, wow, they didn't accept me. And probably the majority of the people that go there are not doing what it is that they went there for in their life. So, yeah. It's kind of an interesting perspective. Yeah, yeah. It, is, it is. It really is. Yeah. You made the most of you made the most of your situation, and that's really right. Cool. Um, I could have just been like, you know what? I'm not good enough. I suck. That's it. I'm never going to do this again. But we would have been for this. You suck. You don't suck. Okay, you you're great. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Alex. Well, well we're we're coming short on time. Uh, we, yes, we, we, uh, over an hour. That went so quickly, Alan. Has it been an really. hour already? In an hour. Yeah. 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 Holy, wow. I, I've, we've, I've enjoyed speaking to you, honestly. Thank you really so much, are. man. I appreciate you guys really? I've enjoyed being here. Thank George, you so have much. you got any questions? Have you got a question burning that you wanted to ask before Alan goes? I do have one question. Um, since, for your passion for film, have you ever written a script? Ooh, that's a good question. I'm actually, uh, actually sort of working on a book, not necessarily a script. Uh, but, you know, I'm taking my time with it, sort of, you know. Okay, is Let that going to be like a, uh, Is it going to be like a biography, or is that going to you have like a spe- uh, is like a story that you're telling? I'm thinking more of a biography type of thing. Okay. Uh, yeah, because uh, yeah, to me, I mean, life, you know, can be difficult for a lot of people, and I think whatever, you know, I don't know if I, I didn't really get into to, to my history as far as the turbulence that I went through, but I think some of the turbulence that I've gone through and where I've ended up today might be inspirational to other folks, and so. You know, I think it's as a service to humanity. I think it's uh, it might be beneficial mm. to, to some folks. But well, well, maybe if you're comfortable with it and you are going for the notes for your book and you want to air about what you went through and the, the life you did and we see if we can inspire someone, we can get you back on. We can talk to you. Thank you, man. You yes, you. absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you so much, man. Thank you. Well, thank you, Kaz, my wife, who organized this. Amazing. Yes, uh, thank you, Kaz. Thank you, Kaz. Been, 
She's been amazing, honestly, because I've been working on so much now. And I was like, I just don't know how I've got the time to do all these things. She's like, I'll do it. And she That's started important. it for about an hour and she started getting responses. I think you were one of the first people that responded as well on the first awesome. time. she was, And she was just like, this is so addictive. Now she's just like, crack on, love. You enjoy yourself. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> Alex, you need to hard to get people to support and, and believe in what you're doing. So that's that's a blessing right there. Good Thank you, you very much. Right, yes, what sir. we tend to do now is we let our guest go and we're going to slip on over to the later lounge. We're just going to geek out, really. Um, but like everybody... Alan Rodriguez, thank you so much for joining us. Thank, thank you so much. much. Thank you for having me, guys. I appreciate it. Thank you. Um, before you. Before you go, um, where yes. can people find you? Uh, you can reach me on IG at alan.r.rodriguez. Um, yep. Social media, uh, Facebook, Twitter, uh, alan underscore r. Rodriguez. Uh, Amazing. Yeah. Thank you. What or you, you can call me at three four. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> Alan, you're definitely coming back on. We're, we're yeah, yeah, friends yes, with you now. Please, I'll... if you'll have me, man. Thank you. Have a great day, you. sir. You bye, too. Alan. Thank you so much. Have Thank a great you. day, guys. Thank you. Take bye. care. Thank you. Bye bye. Right. Should we slip on over to the later lounge? Let's head on over. That's good. Look at that. Whoa. Oh, man. Welcome to the... It's, it's great, isn't it, in here? I mean, the, the, the carpets are a bit sticky. The chairs are a bit <laughs> torn. And, uh, you know, there's a, a few funky-ass uh, strippers over there. But, you know, we're here. I'm mean, more concerned about the, the four foot eleven gypsy in the back. I know, yeah. She keeps looking at us like, what's your problem, love? <laughs> looking at trying to do a podcast here. Uh, Alan Rodriguez. What a great, what a great guest here! That was a great interview. I really enjoyed that. Thank you for letting me be a part of this, man. I love what we do, man. I like the the the, the partnership that we have, like this friendship, this thing that we have between Yusuk and Speakeasy. It's like it's not even effort, is it? We just love chatting with each other, and I just love that. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, what have you been up to, buddy? You been up to much? Ah, man, just uh, you know. I'm doing my thing, working, and then uh, doing that's my story and shooting the speakeasy gentleman live. <laughs> How's that's my story going? Because uh, that's that's hit the ground running, hasn't it? I mean, like there's lots of people, lots of positive talk about it. Yeah, I've got a, I've got a few more shows lined up, and I uh, just had Jamie on actually on Thursday, and that went live yesterday. Uh, He's a great I guy, him, isn't he? He's a great Jamie, guy. Jamie's great. He's great. He's also another man that like. He has so many things going on. I don't. I still don't understand how he finds the time to do everything. And I think you know, we, we were sort of touching on it during that interview with Alan. Then is if you if you feel like you're good at something, you got to strive towards it, haven't you? Mm-hmm. And I feel like us doing what we do. Um, sometimes you just want a little bit more, don't you? You know, yeah. what else can I do? I've got this microphone sat here. I'm going to use it what one hour a week? Fuck that! Like you know, it's crazy. <laughs> um, I hear you. Um, have you been watching anything new lately? Have you, uh, new movies, TV, or gaming, or anything like that you've been doing? Uh, let me see. I started watching... I mentioned it on the show. I started watching uh, Trece. It's on Netflix. It's based on a uh, Filipino comic book. They made it you know, an animated cartoon now on Netflix. It's okay. really good. Yeah, yeah. It's really good. Yeah. And then uh, I started watching uh, Sweet Tooth also. 
Oh, right, okay. I've, I've been intrigued about that. It looks a bit odd. Is it odd or is it quite good, actually? I don't know. It's quite good. Um, it's a little, it's a little COVID-esque, but it's okay. good. So, yeah. Mm. I don't want to go want, into the description. Like, I want people to experience it, you know. Just, just, just take that leap of faith. You'll enjoy take it. Take leap of faith, man. Sometimes... Sometimes it pans out. <laughs> I've, I, I watched uh, Invincible on uh, Amazon. Uh, it's, Invincible I, is so good. It is brilliant. <laughs> okay, so what happened with Invincible? For two solid weeks, I was like, nope, I'm waiting. Because everybody's like, Invincible, Invincible, Invincible. Look at this, it's amazing. Look at the memes, the memes, memes, memes. I was like, nope, I'm waiting, I'm waiting. And I couldn't wait. <laughs> two weeks into it i was like okay let's listen to what it is and it's so good you're right it's so they go places where they a lot of comic booky stuff don't go and it's still shocking me after like things like the boys and umbrella academy and things like that that we're still finding things in this comic book era uh that they're digging up things that just still seem new and fresh it's just so odd you know i think the, I think the thing is like for a comic book like uh comic book shows and movies that are adapted to like they don't really get the the nitty-gritty side of actual comic book comic books are incredibly brutal I, at least the ones that i i watch like or watch the ones that i i have read in the past uh you know spawn the mask like all these gory crazy comic books even some of the ones with wolverine are get incredible incredibly gory and brutal and they show the this violent side of these characters and the the ad- adaptation of these comic books for like the big picture or um for shows it's like they have to keep it family friendly so you don't really see that violent side so it's yeah. like a it's like a really it's really nice and like refreshing to see that they're taking an approach that's like very true to the comic book yeah I like that. And, and Spawn, I've, they promised us a movie. They, like two years ago, they promised us a new Spawn movie. And, yeah. Uh, I don't know uh, when that's going to happen. That's probably, they're probably trying, there, there's probably like legality issues. Mm, I have to look into it. But. Um, but yeah, Spawn was the first sort of really gory comic book I read. I remember I read so much of it and I was just like, oh my, wow, he's just, he's had his head split open and he's just sitting there sewing it together with a shoelace. This is just, wow, okay. Yeah, and I loved it, you know. I think I was, yeah. I think I was about thirteen, fourteen, you know. Um, but yeah, um, so yeah, I mean, uh, so invincible. Uh, I'm tonight. I'm gonna because I'm supposed to stay up late for because I'm on a night shift tomorrow night. Um, okay. I'm gonna sit and watch Lord of the Rings, <laughs> the, the, uh, one of the extended ones. The the last one as well, right. which is like five hours long. The extended one, which is gonna be oh, good. I love Lord of the Rings. Josh fucking hates it, but I I intentionally. Bring up a Lord of the Rings meme, at least one, at, le- at least one every episode, just because Josh doesn't like Lord of the Rings. <laughs> I mean, how can you not like my wife? Is I'll say, all right, so I was like, I wish you'd watch some of the things that I, which is really selfish because all she does is watch shit that I like. But I was like, Lord of the Rings? Really? You don't like Lord of the Rings? So I was like, right, as a family, we're going to sit and watch Lord of the Rings. Kaz is like, it's on a phone, not paying attention. Not Tim paying is attention. not interested. 15 minutes into it, Timmy's just like, fuck off, I'm going in my bedroom. And I was just like, I sat there and watched it by myself. So I was like, oh, okay. All right. Yeah. It really is not for everyone. That fantasy, that fantasy uh, based uh, realm is like, it's not for everyone. It's, it's, it's slow. It's all story driven. 
And it takes at least an hour before anything exciting happens, like action, you know. And I feel like that's kind of a bummer because the storyline is really good. The character development's great. So yeah, it's slow, but you're learning about these characters, you know. Mm-hmm. You're learning how they respond to each other, how they interact and in, like during combat. And you're also they go they talk about the lore of the of the of the movie, like how uh, for me I, I I always find it odd that people aren't really into that type of movie you know some people can't let go can they they can't be like oh there's fucking dragons are there fucking dragons really oh yeah fucking old fantasy land don't you you know some people aren't into that they can't yes really- i know a lot of people that said that same shit and they're lord of the and they're not lord of the rings they're game of thrones fans and i'm like well what's wrong with this other shit well, there's boobies in that one. <laughs> boobies in that one. Yeah. I mean, there's just boobies everywhere. You don't need to watch it on HBO. <laughs> yeah. You can find that elsewhere. What's, um, what's things like in, uh, in California at the moment? Because uh, apparently, like, you guys are not doing face masks anymore. That's it. You're not doing anything. Um, COVID over. It's, not, it's not required. But I know a lot of business, a lot of businesses still require you to wear it if you want to enter their store. So I haven't seen any controversy yet. Like, uh, you know, because there's always going to there's going to be that one guy. It's like you're infringing on my rights. It says here that like, that's like I get it. But I mean, if it's a store's policy, it's their policy. They get to dictate the policy. Yeah, of course. I, we, we already got lashed back at with that at my work. Um because there's a lot of people that are just like, oh, well, this, you know, this is past, and why can't we do this? And it's like, well, it's company policy. Come, they're going to enforce mask until further notice. Like, that's just the way it is. I'm really worried in the UK. There's been like a huge spike in cases, massive <laughs> spike in cases. Like, and that's because of the football, you know, the people are at the pubs. I mean, they, when an England game's on, I don't think you guys you you guys must get in the same sort of state with NFL and stuff where people just like massive crowds and someone scores beer goes up in the air yeah. fucking crazy and like it's rowdy as hell man uh, and when England play uh, it gets just like that I mean maybe not last night when we played because it was nil nil it was goalless game it was so boring and everyone was just kind of like what the fuck's going on like Scotland yeah. really what um, but yeah it's uh, so I think I blame that I blame the football everybody's in the pubs getting fucked yeah, up it's, <laughs> yeah it's that time it's that time of year man but there's just a, uh, the bars are just opening up everyone's da- dying to go back and then the, like, mm. the Eagles want to watch sports and that brings even a larger crowd uh they opened up theme parks like uh a while back but it was mm. at least for california it was like only california residents could go to these theme parks and uh disneyland How do you police that <laughs> How do you, like i guess you have, to, online? You have an id uh, yeah that okay. you get to buy tickets online and then you uh need a california id um but uh disneyland just lifted that i think earlier this week and i think it was the 15th and um yeah, and now everyone can go. And my wife showed me this video. Someone took the line for Disneyland wrapped around the entire park. Unbelievable! Literally uh, all the way. I don't know if you've ever been to Anaheim to Disneyland or anything, but it the it's a massive, massive like like two city blocks like all the like all the way around. It's huge, and people were just lined up to go to Disneyland. All the way around the theme park, bonkers! That's insane. I mean, we went to we went to Alton Towers, uh, which is 
a bit like Disneyland for us. It's, it's one of the, the UK's biggest theme parks uh, a few weeks ago. And uh, I was just chatting with, it, with Tom about this with Tom last week, actually. And um, the queues were ridiculous, like two hour waits to get on rides. Two hours to get on a ride. I mean, like some people say that's normal, but when I was a kid and you go to a theme park, you get on a ride, you go on another ride, you go on it twice. It was just weird. Now mm-hmm. it's like an like, hour and a half waits normal. Fuck off. <laughs> That's so bizarre that it's normal. You know, it is. Yeah. And um, Chessington is another big theme park over here. And it was the same. Like, they, they their queue was literally for fucking miles just to try and get in. The kids screaming and stuff. And these people are already bought tickets. Mm-hmm. You know? It's fucking insane. Insane. Yeah. yeah but what you what you got to do to be able to relax around here? Do you know what I mean? Like, um, I've, like with, the, with the biscuit and everything I'm doing, because, like, People are running events now, and there was an exhibition I went to last night. Well, it was today, but I went for them to set up. Uh, I'm literally every single free bit of time I've got, I am walking up Shrewsbury with my kit. I'm setting up in places. I'm here, I'm there, and everywhere because everybody wants to come on the Shrewsbury Biscuit, which is great, but it's so exhausting. Honestly, I'm doing my bit, like, I'm trying so hard, but oh, fuck, I need to just like slow down a bit. <laughs> I'm going to kill myself. Yeah, you, honestly. you definitely need a break. You're going to kill yourself. That's the thing is like we're so passionate about it, but like it it can get overwhelming and just get exhausting, you know, and get exhausting. I mean, you need to know to take a break. If I got paid for it, it'd be, I'll be like, I'll be there. Fucking <laughs> yeah, come on the biscuit. Yay, look at this cool new mic that I got bought. That's sponsoring. Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, if you're getting paid for it, but that I think it's crazier that you're not getting paid for it and you have this much passion, right? That's the way passion projects should be. Hmm. You know, you yeah. should have enough love and care. Like, I don't even give a fuck whether or not I'm getting paid for this. I'm going. Yeah. 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 And uh, last week, somebody stubbed me up as well. Um, oh, I yeah? Set, yeah, I went to um, I went to a market hall um, and I set up one of the free tables. Big shout out to Darren from Gin Different. He's going to be on the Hot Wing Quiz, by the way. Oh, um, nice. Yeah. He's, uh, he let me use one of his tables because his bar was closed. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Just outside. Uh, I went, carried all my kit. My 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 bag with my mic stands, microphones, and cables weighs 20 kilos. Um, and I carried that, <laughs> and I carried that up this big-ass hill. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Into town, set everything up. All the mics, the wires, everything, sat there. I looked down at my emails, and they were like, yeah, he's, he's not coming. I was just like, oh, oh shit. Um, so yeah, these things happen. I mean, I, 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 but I still went and did a great interview the day after. So, you know, not with them, with somebody different, (laughs) (laughs) but yeah, I feel like, uh, I need to spend a bit more time with my family, you know, um, so we've got to try and manage things a bit better, you know? Yeah. That's the hard part, man. Um, cause I, I'm in that same boat. Just got to spend more time with the family. I'm trying to do this passion project. You know, it's, it's, it's difficult finding time. So I'm like, I'm trying to like even after this like we're gonna go do some family stuff but i do have a i'm actually filming something for jamie uh later in the evening i'm gonna make a a cooking uh a cooking uh recipe video for his uh you suck at cooking nice so that's a, that's yeah. a, that's fun I uh, I really want to do that. that Jamie's doing shout out to Jamie for doing that, by the way, because it's fantastic. But I actually do suck at cooking, so it would just be like, <laughs> you, yeah. you did what? You did what with the flour? Uh, what are you doing with that? What? You, what? <laughs> you know, is that how you really supposed to cut an onion? <laughs> <laughs> what? How did I know the microwave was gonna blow up? 
I mean, come on. What the fuck? You're not supposed to put foil in a microwave? Everybody cooks in foil. What the fuck? Everybody cooks in foil. That's fine. <laughs> um, so have you got anything planned for Speakeasy? Have you got any guests coming in or anything like that? Um, we haven't planned any guests lately. Um, but we do have we do have our uh, episodes where uh, each of us is going to host, not Josh. It'll be me, David, and then Pierce going to host. We do this every just before the finale. So I believe it's 17, 18, 19. One of us is going to host the show. And then we'll have our big finale uh, episode 20. But it, episode 20 is actually going to be our 100th episode. So we're going to have a special event planned. I got some, some ideas uh, cooking up for that. Hmm. It's going to be interesting. I'm trying to... I don't know if uh, anyone here has been watching, but like I've had a lot of misfortune on the last, not this episode, but the last episode we did like a weird live one, and I was having I saw that trouble on it, and uh, I uh, I found out how to do multiple cameras, but the problem is it's only for one login, and it didn't really go over well for me. So yeah, so with Streamyard, it will let you do multiple cameras. <laughs> you can do multiple cameras with Streamyard. Um, but that that's for like a if I used my one profile like this one right here, George Lugo. So I would just open up another. We're doing a quick Streamyard like um, thing. You open up another tab, and uh, if you do incognito mode for the tab, it'll help with the uh, the audio. So you open up another tab, go into Streamyard, log into the same uh, link, and then yeah. you just sync everything up with your a- extra camera, and then uh, mute that tab but keep the tab open and then you can alternate between the two images but the problem is that's only for one microphone and that's one it screen. yeah so that's that was the issue so i was like well if we're gonna do a live event i don't know if using Streamyard is going to be the best option especially since i have a new setup and i want to use i want to use these dynamic microphones so if we have a better sound quality from each person you know so if i okay so I'm going to just open up my, my webcam now. So if I'm on this one now, hi guys, this is the HD camera. And I wanted to switch to my shitty webcam and I click that. You'd see a whole mm-hmm. other chin, right? So that, that, yeah. that works. But you got to keep, uh, yeah, you got to keep this camera here, this alternate camera. You turn the, the volume all the way down or turn the mic off completely, but you keep the tab open and then you can just alternate you can just alternate by tapping um, which one you want to talk through or focus on, which one you want to be the focal point. So it was just like something I caught, you know, just on YouTube. Somebody was just, uh, oh, this is how you do this on StreamYard, little hacks. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, like I'm doing this 24-hour thing, and I, I didn't even think about, oh, how the camera's going to work. Because I wanted um, a close-up of the two mics with me mm-hmm. and whoever's go- hosting if we're going to be able to do that or, and then another camera a bit further out with like a panel sort of table looking at us. Yeah. And I wanted to use those two different things. So, I mean, it might work. It might work, I guess with, mm-hmm. um, with what I've just done with people that are physically with me, bam, bam. Mm-hmm. And then when somebody's out, bring it in, just have the two of us and then, Bring in the, the yeah. guest. I don't know. But you guys are listening to me me and George just planning weird shit. But, yeah. Uh, and we, we had the idea for the Mortal Kombat thing as well, which we were going to talk about. Um, and um, I re- what I really wanted to do, you, you suckers, is I wanted to create a, a Mortal Kombat 
tournament or some sort of gaming tournament, I don't know, um, that we can all take part in. I thought it'd be fun, but the problem is is cross-platforming and streaming and all this sort of shit because I'm, I'm useless at stuff like that. So George was like, I'll help you. Uh, oh, yeah. The only thing I could find for that is you have to you have to basically purchase rights to a tournament if you want to stream it that way. Wow. Yeah. Uh, the only other thing I could think of is we could do it this way on StreamYard. Um, but the catch is everyone needs to be able to capture their own screen. And I don't know if um, if Tom's going to be able to do that. Or Tom or TS or Jamie's and be able to do that. I have Yo, a um, card. I have a capture card installed into my computer. I also have a portable USB capture card, so you can basically plug in your console into the capture card, and then it'll capture whatever you're playing on, whatever you're playing. And then we can, you know, obviously you can all the best. One of the features I really love about StreamYard is you can alternate and you could throw up someone's full screen, yeah. and you're like, oh, Jamie's playing right now, and then you just click over to him. And it'll throw up his full screen on here, you know. So I was trying to think of ways that will be budget friendly for us to do this, but the only way I think we'll be able to do it, yeah, just like that. And then I would have my Mortal Kombat stream up instead of it just being like this, you know. It would be like it would be like that because I don't. It didn't seem cheap buying the rights to play like a, a thing. It was like a little expensive. I don't mind putting in like some money, but it's like it, I just don't think it'd be a lot. It, yeah. Imagine one of us putting in like I don't know, fifty bucks or I don't know how much it's gonna be. hundred bucks and then going out in the second round. Like, the fuck sit here and watch everybody play now. Yeah. So I think <laughs> I think we can figure out a way for everyone to to capture the screen. I'm gonna look up more um things for screen capture. I think there's free software you can use. I don't know how good the quality is, but I believe there's free software. I'll double check and I'll get back with you on that. But um Otherwise, yeah, that, I think that's the only way we're going to be able to do it is uh, screen capture, and then we'll just do it, uh, you know, like a live episode. Absolutely, yeah, that'd be good. I'm, I'm, I'm so excited about everything we're doing. I mean, even if that goes on the back burner for a bit until we do the 24 hour podcast thing, and then we look at it again, uh, only because we have so much coming up. We do have so much coming up. You have a lot. George. You have a lot on your plate right now. We do. I don't know when this is going to go out. I think two weeks time. So it's still time to tell you guys about the hot wing challenge we've got coming, um, which is going to be amazing. We've got the amazing Mark Summers is going to come and do um, the hot wing quiz. He's amazing. So awesome to listen to when you guys had him on. He's great. And he's been been dying to get him back on again. He's like, yeah, whatever. You know, that's how easy he is. That's uh, so, I mean, to the UK listeners, uh, the equivalent of having Mark Summers do this for us is getting Anton Deck or, uh, I don't know, uh, Bruce Forsyth to come and do a fucking pub quiz for you. That's the equivalent of what's going to happen with the Hot Wing quiz. Uh, yeah. Only, And the thing is, we're going to have 12 rounds. Each round is going to have a source, and the sources are going to get hotter and hotter and hotter. Two questions per round, and every time we eat a wing. Uh, and so it's going to be US versus UK. The uh, the subjects is or the the topics is going to be U.S. and U.K. general knowledge. It'll be an American question, then a British question, an American question, and a British question, and it, we'll just see who wins, just for fun, just for pride. We call it the War of Independence too, <laughs> uh, <laughs> because we're doing this on the third of July. It just made sense to us, you know. Oh, nice. Um, and that's going to be hopefully, hopefully, it's going to be the launch of all the websites, donate buttons, all the media. 
everything that's going on for the uh, 24 hour podcast challenge, which I think, judging on when this is going to go out, I can tell you now that it's called. It's been branded uh, by Reach, who are our main sponsors. They are going to be they're currently designing their logo for us. We've got to copyright that shit before somebody else does, uh, and we've got to, we've got to go out there and we've got to do this shit because it's a sexiest fuck name for anything that any for. That's pretty good. Imagine, yeah, it's awesome. Um, there, you know. I'm really looking forward to it. So, uh, or the 24-hour podcast challenge. What's, what's going to happen is at 9 a.m. on the 29th of September, I'm going to go live with the Shrewsbury Biscuit for 12 hours, uh, not between 9 a.m. and 9 p.m. And at 9 p.m., the, 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 the lights dim a bit. <laughs> it switches over to you, Suck, and I'm going to go from 9 p.m. till 9 a.m. the next day. So that's 24 hours nonstop streaming, uh, all in order to uh, to raise money for uh, a Shrewsbury charity, Lingen Davis, who are a cancer fund. Um, we are still looking for sponsors. What we're doing is we're selling hours for sponsors. So if you want uh, an hour slot, and it'll be like this. This episode is brought to you by George Lugo, and we'll show up your decals, and we'll, we'll give your company a shout out, a shout out, and you'll you'll, you'll dom- nominate your you donate your money to a great charity. The sponsored hours are a hundred pound minimum donation. They were fifty pound until I got told by the team that's fucking cheap. So we've upped it to a hundred pounds, um, so whatever the American equivalent is um so if you want to get involved with that make sure you go to our websites which are um which is of course the one made by web orchard ususucknetwork.com and that's made for us by our friends at web orchard um if you want to get in touch with us come say hello you know um i better give usuck chronicles a shout out as well uh usuck chronicles are amazing jamie westwood and tom stevens uh, they just spoke to canadian um comedian tom stayed if you know comedy you will know tom stayed he is very funny he's very prevalent he's out there at the moment kicking ass and he came on for the second time to speak to them um they, they're very friendly guys jamie and tom and people always tend to come back because he they make such a positive influence with what they do um and then every wednesday uh live uh every wednesday night we go live with Wednesday Night Live is uh, every Wednesday at 9pm UK time. Um, now you get that on Facebook or on our YouTube channel, which is Yusuk Podcast Network on YouTube. Please give us a follow and a subscribe on there because we could do with a few more subscri- subscribers. Um, but yeah, George, do you want to give uh, your, your things a, a plug as well, buddy? Oh, sure. Yeah, uh, you can catch uh, you can catch me, David Pierce and uh, Josh on the Speakeasy Gentleman every Thursday at 8pm uh, Pacific Standard Time. Um, I have a show called That's My Story. We talk about everyone's life experiences. Uh, you can also find that at Pajosh Studios. Uh, there's a playlist for it. Or also the independent channel, That's My Story. Uh, new episodes drop every Monday and Friday at 7 a.m. Uh, Pacific Standard Time. You could also check out Josh's uh, Scuba Guys, where they do a deep dive on movies. It's a fantastic show. That I think uh, the upcoming episode is going to be The Wedding Singer. So I can't wait to hear all the, the deepness on that. Uh, he, re- I'm not sure when he releases episodes, actually. He kind of does it a little randomly. But I know one's going to drop, I think, Tuesday, I think he said. Uh, that is going to be on Anchor at the moment, I think. Yeah. And I think that's it. I don't. David doesn't have any projects because uh, he does Wednesday Night Live. <laughs> i love david honestly he's, he's definitely a different david on wednesday night live isn't he that's that's the david that i know like yeah. uh yeah he's a little a little wily guy 
Mm, I love David. Um, look, George, thank you so much for filling in for, for Tom today and David. Uh, Tom is having a, a well-earned break. And uh, and David, I hope you had a great time in San Diego with your family. Family is important, guys, and this is just a podcast. So when David came up to me, he was like, oh, I'm really sorry I didn't realize I was doing this thing with my family. I was like, dude, it's your family, of course. Yeah, go take care uh, of the family. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so thank you to Alan Rodriguez for joining us. George, you've been an amazing standing host. Thank you so oh, much. Man. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me. This has been so much fun. Yeah, it has. <laughs> this has been What's a Difference podcast. I've been Alex Whiteley. I'm George Lugo. Uh, let's get the fuck out of here. Peace out. Uh, when it comes to culture either side of the Atlantic, no one does it better. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you You Sucks What's the Difference podcast with Alex Whiteley and Tom Bruno.